Theology Thursday live and today 12 minutes I'm keeping it 12 minutes um, I'm gonna begin looking at the um, theology of Christian ethics it's a um, I'm not sure I was, you know, it's part of systematic theology I don't think it's maybe it's a part of systematic theology but it has to do with um, how the Christian should live his life um, and that is best defined in the law, in the law of God. So the, at the offset, what we have to be able to, to understand is um, the law does not save anybody. You can't be saved by good works. You cannot offset the um, being born in sin and the evil that we do. You can't, those things, uh, once you've committed sin, you're born into sin, you can't just do more good things to outweigh them. It doesn't work like that. Their standard is perfection and holiness. So what we're going to see, hopefully, is as part of the Sermon on the Mount, which is where the golden rule comes from, um, we're going to start to look at the Christian ethic. How should a Christian live? Because it's very important. One of the first things we should see as we look at Christian ethics, how a Christian should live, is that we fall miserably short. And that's why we have grace. But what that should do is drive us to Christ. An understanding of how short we fall, an understanding of how deep our sin and our depravity is, um, and, and the standard of love, which is the law, the standard of what it truly means to love God and love our neighbor, and see how that actually fleshes itself out um, and how we're called to live. It should drive us to Christ with, with tears and on our knees of cries of repentance, knowing that we go to a, a throne of grace. So when we, we go to Christ because we lack righteousness, we go to Christ because we understand we deserve wrath and we desire forgiveness. And we also want to change. That's, that's a part of it. You can't really repent of sin that you don't want to change from. A recognition of our sin is a recognition that I don't like it in me. If you you might recognize what you do as sin, but you enjoy it, so that's different, okay? It's the idea that, even the idea that I hate that I enjoy some of my sin. You know, those things drive us to Christ. And then once you're driven to Christ and the Holy Spirit enters your life and you're born again, um, then your life changes. And so you're like, I do want to be better. And the Holy Spirit helps enable us. We have to spend time in the Word of God so that as we're in the Word of God, what it will do is tell us how we should behave, tell us how we should live, and it enables us to do this. So we won't be able to live a perfect life, but we're without excuse because now we have the Holy Spirit within us. We were born again, and so we are able to walk this life um, following Him. And as a matter of fact, just in case you think we go too far, with this, let me look at. Um, oops, pulled out the wrong app here. Here it is. First John chapter two. Um, he just says, beginning of verse three. By this we know we've come to know him. So how do we know that we've come to know God? If you want to have some sort of assurance of any kind of salvation, we come to know. We know that we. By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him truly, the love of God is perfected. By this we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. And so he's equating the commandments of God with 
the love of God. And so that's something that we don't typically do. I think what we, what we might tend to do a lot of times, what a lot of people do is they'll say um, law and love are opposite of each other. If you love God, um, that really doesn't have anything to do with the commandments. You know, we don't need the commandments because we love God and God loves us. So there's not going to be any need for commandments. And it's like, no, this, the law of God specifies what, what divine love looks like. And so that's what we're called to is to walk in this love. So the golden rule... Um, it was suggested by a friend of mine from college, kept up with a little bit. Um, he owns a restaurant in Charleston called the Hunley, named after the, the first one, first operational submarines, I believe, in the United States. Anyway, I only have a few more minutes. Um, but Mark Redman suggested the golden rule. And it's a good idea, and I was thinking about it. And so then I was going through some of my ebooks, and I just happened to see I have this ebook by John Maxwell um, called. Um, be a people person. So I was like, okay. I was like, what's that mean? So I just kind of looked at it, just say, yeah, what's this book about? And so the first chapter is about, it starts off with the golden rule. I was like, ah, this is golden. This is, this is what I'm thinking about talking about. So he says this. Um, well, he said it was called the golden rule in the 17th century. So it's nowhere in the Bible is it called the golden rule. But the golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, Maxwell quotes it like this. He says, um, it's putting yourself in someone else's place instead of putting them in their place. That's a pretty pithy way of saying it. Um, we're also we're called to be salt and we're called to be light. So how do we do that? And we do that um, in the way we live out the love of God. Um, Maxwell, and this is all going to be about John Maxwell, but he's got these... Um, uh, four things he says that you can do to, to love others. Before I go to these things, I want you to note that they are positive commands. Um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And apparently, it's not a new concept that Jesus came up with. Um, Confucius, who was before Christ, and some of the other Stoic philosophers, I believe, they talk about, says, um, basically, what you do not want done to you, then don't do it to other people. Okay, so that if Jesse, so if if there's something that you wouldn't want somebody to do it, do, if if it's something that you would not want done to you, then don't do that to somebody else. Okay, but what Jesus has done, he's he hasn't turned it around, but in a way he's turned it around. He's said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So if you were just say, you know, don't do to other people what you wouldn't want somebody to do to you, you can stay at home. I mean, basically, you could just be a, a monk. You could just you know, stay away from people and, and leave everybody alone. And, but he says, that's, Jesus is like, no, I want you active. I want you out. I want you interacting. I want you to do unto other people as you would have them do unto you. Now, the exact quote here is um, Matthew 7, verse 2. This is in um, the Sermon on the Mount of Jesus where he's laying out kingdom ethics and it's really um should be driving people to the end of themselves he's like if your if your righteousness doesn't exceed that of scribes and pharisees you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven it's like um they thought they could do it if you just tried hard enough and jesus is like no you need to do it but you fall short um it's in the heart not just in the action so the the quote from jesus in matthew seven twelve is so whatever you wish that others would do to you 
do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. And so he goes so far as to point out that it is the law and the prophets. So what we're also told in the Bible is that no one is perfected by the law. So the law is not able to make you perfect. So doing unto others as you would have them do unto you isn't going to get you in heaven. Um, a lot of um, religions, a lot of churches, the, the essence of the gospel is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. As if that's the gospel. That's not the gospel. That is a result of the gospel coming into your life. It is also motivation to evangelism. It's a reason that we tell people about the gospel. Because if we were lost, we would want people to tell us about the gospel. If we were hungry, if we were hungry, we would want people to feed us. If we were thirsty, the same way. If we were in need, we would want people to help us. So do it. You see what needs to be done. And if you don't see it, a lot of times it's because you're either not looking or you're not listening. So pray for eyes to see, but then when you see, know that it comes um, an obligation for the Christian to do what we want done um, for us. And so that's um, big. So and here's four things that that um, John Maxwell put. First one was encouragement. Be encouraging to people. Jordan Peterson talks about sometimes it's, it's amazing how little... Um, encouragement some people need just just be encouraging um, dan allender i don't know how good the book was i remember reading it a long time ago but the title is great it's uh, encouragement is the key to caring so that's a, a very good thing so if you want to do unto others and seek to encourage people second maxwell talks about appreciate others um, all people are valuable all people are created in the image of god all people and so we're all called to be appreciative of others and to show appreciation um, for what others have done third forgive people um, just some scripture quotes um, forgive us our sins we forgive those who sin against us um, it's not saying that you're calling something somebody did I'm wrong. You're not calling it right. You're not necessarily saying what you did was was okay, unless it's, it wasn't really a problem. It could be something horrific. But for you to forgive, you take your hands from around their throat. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It may even be you call the um, authorities, the magistrate, in to to do these things. It's the it's the minister of God for for um, the restraint of evil. So sometimes these things have to take place. But but hatred of another person is um, is not a good thing. Um, he writes this too. He says, quit keeping score of the injustices that have happened to you. If you don't have peace, it isn't because somebody took it from you. You gave it away. You cannot always control what happens to you, but you can control what happens in you. And I agree somewhat, but yeah, um, now we're responsible for how sinful reactions to sin. We have to be careful of that. And he says, listen to others and listen um, with a desire to want to to learn. Um, let me see if I had anything else here. There's Hebrews 12, 14. There's a holiness without which we won't see the Lord. So we're called to holiness. We're called to Christ-likeness. We're being conformed into the likeness and image of Christ. So, you know, do unto others. And so we just think about that, okay? One, it should drive you to Christ because we don't do it, okay? But second, it should be, let's, let's as believers, as Christians, let's start thinking about, you know, the people around me, the people in my circles, the people in the world that I have the ability to somehow help in some way possibly, um, just what would I want to do? How would I want to be treated? It's a good way because we excuse ourselves a lot. We um, forgive ourselves <laughs> tremendously. And the people that mean so much to us tend to be those who are encouraging, those who care, those who um, try to look for the good in us. And that's what we need to be doing. Um, it can be difficult and it can be hard, but that's why you have the Holy Spirit. And then that's why we have grace and mercy. So you want grace and mercy? Give it to others. Give it to others. 
Jesus even talks about that. Don't be a hypocrite. <laughs> you know, you have to treat other people the way that you would want to be treated. And as everybody, we're even called to love our enemies. So you had to figure out if I was behaving that way and I wanted to be led onto a path of righteousness, how would I want that done? Because I would indeed want it done. So, you know, Follow Christ. It, it's what we're called to do. And be in the scriptures, be in the word, so that you can even know what that looks like. Okay, that's it for today. God bless.